Good morning, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. And I decided to record a podcast. I was just kind of bored. I got into the bike shop a little bit early this morning, doing some uh, arts and crafts for my wife, um, some ceramic paintings. So I've been kind of doing this on on the side a little bit when I don't, uh, when I got a little free time, I guess. (laughs) But anyway, it's been a while. It has been a while. I don't even know the last time I recorded a podcast. Uh, Today, I just picked up a microphone and decided I'm going to start talking. So, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, uh... Yeah, I guess I could tell you guys kind of the story of how I started a bike shop. Because those of you who know me uh, know that that's kind of what I've been up to lately. I've been operating a bike shop full time. And that's kind of been my my story lately. Uh, let me move this microphone. Sorry. Just I don't want it on this table that I'm working on because I'm hitting the table. So... Back to how my bike shop started. Um, it was basically lack of work. Um, I was fired from my job at Hillcorp Energy Company back in, man, I want to say, I don't even know when that was, uh, uh, 2018, I think. Man, time flies. So I think it was 2018. Um, Obviously fired, because I was a terrible employee, but (laughs) I say that jokingly, but yeah, I take ownership for some things, but uh, yeah, not everything. It was a bit of a toxic environment, so glad I got out of there. Things uh, happened to work out for the better, which is good, I guess, if you just have a good attitude and plenty of ambition, things will work out for you. So we moved on from that, and it was a cool job, and I did that for a while. Yeah. But uh, when I got fired from there, uh, I couldn't really find a job. Like, I had job opportunities moving out of town, but I really loved it here in the Four Corners area. So I was like, man, I don't want to relocate. I don't want to move. I don't want to go try to find a house and rent and do all that stuff. Um, If I didn't absolutely have to. So... Luckily, I got a job. Well, actually, as soon as I was fired, my daughter was born. Um, Our little daughter, Gennadia, and she's two now. And so she was just born. So I actually didn't work for about six months. I just hung out with Gennadia. She was just born. And at that time, our oldest boy, Athen, he was two. So uh, I just hung around, helped out the wife, and... um, Hung out with Athen, helped her with with Athen and Gennadia, and it was fun, and I loved it, and I wouldn't have done it any other way. So, yeah, for a while, I just got to hang out with the family, and that was cool. Uh, But eventually, I had to go to work. Um, We couldn't spend our savings money, so a dude named Jeff Blackburn, parks director for Aztec Parks and Rec, freaking coolest dude ever. Jeff, if you listen to this. Thanks for being rad. Thanks for being a, a friend, good boss, giving me an opportunity. And, uh, yeah, so Jeff Jeff hired me, the Parks and Rec Department for the City of Aztec. Hands down, the coolest job that I ever had. It was, uh, 
It was just fun. It was just fun. You got to take responsibility. You didn't have a supervisor breathing down your neck. And uh, and everybody that worked at the city I thought was really cool. I didn't really meet anybody I didn't get along with. Uh, they were all super nice. It was a cool job. And, uh, and honestly, I probably should have just stayed there because I ended up getting a job locally um, with a company called CorePro. Um, and they were like, kind of like a corrosion specialty company, uh, kind of like what I was doing at Hillcorp, but they were like on the contract side of things. And yeah, it was just, it was weird. It was a cool job. I like that too, but um, I guess looking back, it wasn't that great. It was more money, but it wasn't, I don't know. I guess I did learn a lot there too, but... I, I probably, I think I would have, if I could have gone back, I would just have hung out with the city because I was having a lot of fun there. Low stress environment. Um, that's what happens whenever you get good paying jobs, I think. I don't, that's my experience. Like, the stress factor goes up. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe not. I just, maybe that's just mean. I don't know. Through this all, actually, I have found out I am just a terrible employee. I, re I really do think that. I think that I do better... Uh, now finding myself in the position I am, I do feel like I function a bit better just kind of on my own, doing my own thing. Um, but anyway, that's probably a discussion for another time. Don't want to get too far off topic. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Corpro, they ended up leaving the basin um, just due to like work being slow in the area. And it was like right around the COVID time and people were trying to figure out how to work from home. And they ended up closing our office here locally. Uh, so, what time is it? Six. So they ended up closing our office here locally, and, uh, that left me out of a job. And so I was back looking for a job, wondering what to do next, where to go, do I stay here, do I go out of town, and, uh, and it was just it was just slow and uh sorry losing my concentration working on this little ceramic thing uh but anyway work was just slow everywhere i mean a lot of people lost their jobs during covid so like the odds of me getting hired <laughs> during covid was probably pretty slim so i kind of just threw me and my wife just kind of like took a gamble and what I was doing at Corpro at the time, I was selling a certain type of material and I learned enough there about retail and customer service, um, which that wasn't really my job, but it was kind of like what I was doing. I was kind of like helping customers and invoicing them and and we were we were held to like a... Uh, like a uh, like 9001 standard. It's like, I don't, I don't really understand what that stuff means. It's like some retail standard. I think it's like what Walmarts and Targets and stuff have to do. So I was learning all that system and how to put things in folders and how to keep track of inventory and all this stuff, talking to, to other dealers. And so I learned a little bit about retail and kind of like uh, – uh, I don't even know what you'd call that. I'm sure there's a name for it. Like, systems coordinating, maybe? I don't know. 
but like just being really responsible with material and tracking it. And so I knew the material really well. And at that time we did have some customers that were in need of a, of, of material that Corpro was no longer going to be able to supply them with, at least not at a local level. And they didn't really want to order it from wherever Corpro was moving to next. Uh, so I was just like, dude, I think I can start a company and I think I can get you these materials. And so, yeah, that's kind of how my company started. And that was obviously not a bike shop. And so we started Cathodic Protection Supply Company in February of 2020. And that's what started my business. And thanks to like a lot of really, really cool people um, that I'll never, ever, ever, ever be able to repay um, who, who utilized us and kind of gave us a chance and gave us some like really big projects right out of the gate. Um, you know, we were able to kind of like keep, keep our head up, keep looking, um, like staying optimistic about owning our own business. And then, uh, and then anyway, I, I just, I started to, I started to figure out this space that I'm renting. It had a lot of, had a lot of room. And uh, those who know me, I've always been kind of working on bicycles out of my, my own house. And I love bikes. It's a fun thing. And I've always, you know, I enjoyed racing them. I enjoyed the people I get to ride with. And uh, the people I get to meet in my community. And so I was like, man, I think I can probably squeeze a bike shop into the back room of this place. So in the beginning, I was just going to start a little bike shop in the back room. And uh, just work on bikes. That's all I was going to do. It's like, you know what? I could just work on bikes here because that's what was my business. I was working on bikes at home. And then what I learned through the cathodic protection stuff as far as like dealer apps and resale certificates, um, the organization side, a um, little bit about point of sale and things like that, I was thinking like, man, I need to get a better deal on parts, so how do I do that? So I, I figured out like, okay, you got to look up a distributor, BTI, Bicycle Technologies Incorporated, International, not incorporated. Bicycle Technologies International. They are based out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. They were the closest, so they were my best bet. So I was like, okay, I'm going to hit up BTI, see what all I need. Um, and, yeah, I just had everything. Like, that day, I like, showed them proof of insurance, our location. Um, and it was pretty easy and it was straightforward. Um, the only thing they weren't super stoked about at the time is that I wasn't really a stocking dealer for any bike brands. But... Uh, you know, I made it clear to them that I definitely had intentions to do so going forward. Uh, so, yeah, they were cool. And then and then from there, like, I got tubes. I started getting things at wholesale cost. And I was like, okay, cool. So now I could do repairs and make a little bit of money on repairs like I'm supposed to. And so going to other bike shops and buying my stuff or Walmart and buying tubes for these repairs and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I was buying a lot of stuff from Jensen and Worldwide Cyclery. So now all of a sudden I, like, have a... Uh, have uh, access to, to parts at wholesale so that kind of opened up a little bit of a window and then 
And then I just Googled, like, distributors, like, bicycle distributors in the U.S. And, uh, man, from there it was like I learned about JBI and QBP and Holly Lambert and Highway 2 and uh, just straight through Shimano USA now. And uh, I can't even name. I think I probably have, like, probably 12 different places I get parts from. Uh, cause that's, I mean, that's the way it is right now in the bike industry. It's like, dude, so many people are out of tires and tubes and brake pads. And like, if you don't, I feel like if you don't have multiple sources, uh, you know, you're never really going to be able to have parts in stock just because of the way the supply chain is right now. It's so sketchy that, you know, you could be waiting a month for 26 inch tubes to come in, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I just kind of took off like that. And then uh, as far as bike brands, I, I was always had a great relationship with Diamondback, so that was pretty straightforward. And all of this stuff is the same thing. It's like, you know, you got to have your business license and show them a little bit of proof, show them your location, show them your uh, – some of them ask for, like, a, like what your plans are. If you make, got a little bit of a, of a you know, five-year plan or three-year plan or – you know, I just want to make sure that you're, you're serious about it and you want to go places you're not just messing around. Um, but yeah, and so, yeah, long, like, long story short, I guess there's no short version of this, but, uh, we, sorry, we, uh, we're, we're now a dealer for, for Jameis bikes, and they're really cool, and it's been really fun growing with that company, um, Diamondback, Haro Bikes, also a very cool brand, and uh, I think soon to be Trek, I hope. We just we just kind of submitted all our stuff. And, you know, I hope all that stuff goes through. They're a little bit more, uh, a little bit of a bigger company, but I can't really imagine they're, you know, any different working with these other guys as, as far as just, like, application process. Um, so that would be cool. Um, but, yeah, and, and here we are. So that's how the bike shop started. Um, it's not like, you know, I mean, the, the originally Sandstone started as a mountain bike race team, like I was saying in the beginning. And any of you guys listen to these podcasts, uh, this, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, it's kind of what's cool about these podcasts is our whole story is like an audio form <laughs> from like when we were just super crazy and young and reckless and just out riding and having fun. It's just cool. I'm glad we kind of documented some of this. I'm really glad we documented some of this because it's, it's really, I think it means a lot to me and Tyler and Townsend. Um, we had a lot of fun, and, uh, and those, were, those were the good old days. But, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like in this weird, you know, the bike shop wasn't really super planned out, I guess. Um, it just kind of came about by, by, by just things that I had learned here and there and, and kind of just found myself in the position um, to do it, but now, uh, you know, I'm 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 learning as much as I can about business, uh, getting involved in the community. You know, I really would like to get involved in like the Nike stuff, um, more trail building. You know, I already have a great relationship through Atos with uh, the BLM and and all the city city mayors and a lot of the people on city council and stuff. And so, you know, I'd love to just kind of the next couple of years see if um you know we, we have a, a 
a really wonderful lady here in Bloomfield that's wanting to write some grants, or she is writing some grants for outdoor recreation for us. So um, I'm, I'm hoping the first one would be a skate park with the, possibly an asphalt pump track. That would be cool. Some kind of a bike park. Um, and then uh, and then same with Astic. Just stay with the ATO stuff. Farmington's doing, like, really cool stuff. So, like, shout out to those guys. Like, um Oh man, it's just so cool to see. It really, really is. It's like such a weird time, and uh, it, I don't know. Biking to me is weird because I'm not really. It, it wasn't my first option as far as like what I enjoy doing. Like I come from motocross. I still love motocross. Um, still love motocross more than mountain bikes. To be honest with you, it's just like it's just something that's near and dear to me, and I just I really love it. It's just it's high risk. It's expensive and. You know, so, um, but it, it's kind of, it's what led me to mountain biking, really. And, uh, but yeah, so so now, I mean, I don't really know what to do now. I would love to hire an employee because it's very, very, um, it's just demanding running it all on your own, you know, because on my mechanic, you know, your own service rider, writing up sales orders. I mean, and none of that stuff's a big deal. I mean, it's pretty it's straightforward. It's as complicated as you want to make it. You know, we got a good point of sale system. Um, it links to an online store, so all of our stuff's available for free shipping all across the U.S., so our whole store's online. And so we use that as our point of sale, and so as we check out customers, we're basically just checking them out of an online store. And as I put inventory in, it just updates my, updates my online store. So everything just stays updated. And uh, and now with COVID and stuff, it's just I think it's a really great tool as far as like people not really wanting to to uh, to really go out in the public, um, you know, minimize contact and all that stuff. So the online store was uh, I, I didn't intend to do it because of COVID. I intended to do it because e-commerce is like blown up and i was like man if i need a if i'm gonna have a bike shop i need to you know offer free shipping and because you know and so so and then our online stores kind of paired with amazon and so it's like you need to be selling through multiple avenues and as long as i'm getting parts at wholesale and and bikes and stuff uh, you know some of our brands allow us to ship um just straight off our online store some don't but uh yeah as long as you know as long as I'm, I'm, i'm getting parts at wholesale then I just need to sell through as many avenues as possible. And, uh, you know, there's pros and cons of that. The pros would be I get to sell through multiple avenues. And so, you know, there's more potential to make money, more potential to expand, stuff like that. And uh, the, 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 I don't know, I don't really think of it as a bad side, but my, my products in store are like Amazon prices. So I guess that kind of makes us unique as far as uh, – and maybe not. I don't I don't really know. I don't – you know, I haven't gone and priced other bike shops and seen what they're doing. But I do know whatever our Crank Brothers pedals are here or our Maxxis tires are what they're going to find them on Amazon because we are an e-commerce store. Um, this just happens to be a place where we hold our physical inventory. So um, it just works out that way. And, you know, it's, it's good and bad. But uh, – the nature of the beast i guess and and maybe that'll change i don't know i mean i don't know what the long term of this is right like i'm just trying to keep an eye on our point of sale trying to constantly monitor things see where we're losing money see where we're making money my wife tawny is just amazing like gosh dang she's my secret weapon 
Absolutely. None of this, I mean, none of this would be possible without her. And I mean that because uh, she's just so good at managing our, our uh, not only this business, but also our personal lives. Like, she's just so, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, with raising three kids and and keeping up at the house and, and, and cooking dinner and, and cleaning, and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know where she finds the time and the energy. Uh, you know, so hopefully I could repay her someday. Uh, probably can't. I don't know how you repay someone for that kind of sacrifice, but uh, she does a good job. That's all. I'll leave it at that. She does a hell of a job. She's a good mom. She's a good spouse. She's, uh, she's a good business partner. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a, a lot to her. And then just people, like, our customers are just freaking nuts, man. They're so cool. Uh, all you guys, you guys know who you are. I don't want to say your names. Like, I just, I don't know if you guys want your names on here, but thank you guys. Like, this shop would not, there's no point of the shop without customers. There's no, I, I should just close this stuff down, you know. The, the whole point of me being here is for customers, to provide a service, uh, to, to, to provide repairs, parts, accessories for customers. Um, so, like, the whole thing revolves around customers. Like, you guys are the meat of all this, and you're the only thing that really matters at the end of the day. Like, I don't really, you know, like, there's not a whole lot that matters. There's not a whole lot of moving pieces of this besides, like, customers. You guys are, are what makes or breaks this, whether you're online or, or a local customer. That's it. So, huge, huge shout out to everyone who comes into our store, shops with us online, because uh, it's just not possible without you. And, and you guys definitely come first. Hopefully, y'all have had a great experience so far. Anything goes wrong, we make it right with you. No ifs, ands, or buts, man, period. It's like, we make it right. We ain't going to argue with you. We're going to get you back on the trail. Um, and like that's that's it, dude. That's plain and simple. There's no no room for messing around with you guys uh, as far as like trying to take your money or whatever. It's like this place don't exist without you. So <laughs> what do you need? Let me know, and I'll help you out. Uh, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. That's why I show up early. Get get this stuff going. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully we can grow. Hopefully we can grow. I got a, I got a little bit of an opportunity in front of us now to open up a second location, and so that's kind of already going. And you know, shout out to the people that are helping me out with that. Um, you guys are everybody, everybody. Like I, I, I can't even put it into words how grateful I am for uh, the people in my life, the people who help me, genuine encouragers, um, everyone from my my. my financial advisor my dentist my chiropractor like dude i don't even know like i have the most crazy conversations with with people i never would have thought i had conversations with like my chiropractor gives me like relationship advice he gives me like financial advice he owns his own practice so he gives me business advice and it's just like it's incredible that there's these people out there willing to help me um just for the sake of, of to, to hope to see to see us succeed and, and to stick around and to be a good business and a good asset to the community. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it takes me back sometimes how, how crazy that is. But um, anyway, I guess this is getting pretty long. Uh, 
I guess I should do more of these. I had fun. I had fun today. I didn't think I'd be able to sit here and talk by myself. I was like waiting for a guest, you know. I'm like thinking, man, I need to start the podcast back up. I need to get some guests on. But, uh, you know, maybe I can just give you guys some bike shop updates once in a while. Come in here and round up some of my sales reps. That's another thing, man. Sales reps are freaking awesome. Uh, outside sales reps, my, my dude with Diamondback, shout out to you, uh, Greg. Greg Ford, hopefully you don't mind me saying his name, but just a freaking rad dude, man. Helps me out so much, gives me so much advice. Um, Mo, Mo, dude, thank you, Mo. You're just uh, saying, dude, like these, these these reps in the bike biz, whether they're repping Troy Lee, Crank Brothers, a bike brand, like, dude, they really, really want to see your bike shop succeed, you know? Yeah, there's a little bit of sales behind that. Like, they are selling a product. That's how they feed their families and pay their mortgages. Like, they got to sell some freaking pedals and stuff. But, like, dude, they really help me sell it. Like, they really will. They, they'll, they'll take their time to come down and, and spend, you know, hours on the phone with me, explain the products and how we can, you know, set you up on certain credit terms and, 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 and giving us a break on freight and anything man like anything to um to help us succeed so like dude I'll, even if you're not my sales rep like if you're out there listening to this you're you're someone's sales rep and thank you for doing that job because it's pretty cool um i'm sure there's maybe some bad ones i don't know i haven't met a bad one yet they're all super cool they all love bikes they all want to see bikes grow and uh so yeah um learning a lot here learning a lot meeting a lot of cool people and i'm excited to see where it goes i really am you know i hope uh, i hope to stick around i hope that this thing stays profitable i hope that um you know that 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 my wife and i get um continue to have the strength and the guidance and just the good people around us to to help us to continue to succeed um you know, even some of our family members have just been, like, huge, huge proponent to all this. Um, whether it's watching our kiddos um, or, you know, because we got three kiddos. So, you know, sometimes we need a you know, babysitter just to sit down and uh, do gross receipt taxes. And so, you know, all that, um, all that just succeeds around or all that, all that pays pays into to the success of the shop and uh, that's it man i just hope to be a good bike shop i hope to be to be good for the people and for the biking community and uh, let's watch the sucker grow i don't think there's a better time i don't think there's a better time for bikes as far as like outdoor like now's the time if you want to build trails if you want to build a skate park if you want to build a bike park if you want to build a trail system, now's the time. Now's the time. The BLM, that's the Bureau of Lands Management, not Black Lives Matter. BLM, they are willing to help you. You know, they're willing to, to you know, talk to them, call them, man. Uh, I don't know, Jake, Doug, they're our local BLM dudes. They're freaking awesome. They're cool to me. I can call either of them anytime I want if I got questions. They'll go out and walk with me. They'll hike with me. Um, we'll kick around ideas, uh, talk about the process that needs to go in place. And um, so if any of you guys are out there wanting to, like, build trails, um, hit me up. 
hit me up. I'll get you in contact with whoever we need to get you in contact with, whether it's a city uh, city manager or uh, or or the 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 BLM. Um, like, hit them up, man. If you got an idea, get it get it going. You know, don't wait for someone else to do it. That's what I would say. That's the tip I'd give you guys. Like, if you guys have an idea, you're like, man. This would this would be all time bike trail here. There this would be you know you know and if you're willing to help and put in a little bit of legwork and pick up a shovel or, or you know whatever, um, just do a little bit of mapping and planning, sending in some GXP files. Like uh, like don't wait for someone else to do it, man. Just do it. Just do it. There's good people willing to help you. You know, like I said, with this city or whatever, um, the state even states states got some good programs going on right now. Um, but there's there's people that are willing to listen to you, willing to help you. Um, I, th- I feel like everyone's excited for more trails. You know, uh, I think Farmington's like really really expanding, um, expanding their trails, and uh, just doing a doing a hell of a job over there. So, um, yeah. We'll see where it goes. Um, okay, so I'm just going to keep on repeating myself, sounds like. So we're going to go ahead and just cut it off there. And hopefully I'll talk to you guys again soon. I'll record another podcast. And thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, check out our store. I guess I'll throw a link in the description. I really, honestly, truly didn't know I was going to record a podcast this morning. I was just like, hey, here's an old microphone I had sitting around. Let's see if it works. And the batteries were like, this microphone I'm recording on right now literally hasn't turned on in three years and the batteries are still charging it uh, yeah just, so yeah just turned on and so yeah maybe this episode was meant to be okay thank you guys so much thank you guys so so much if i don't talk to you guys before christmas y'all have a merry christmas and uh talk to you soon bye